Hello everyone, uh, my wife and I are here and we've decided to do a little mini episode. I say we've decided, I was sort of, I suggested we do a, a short 10 minute one um, uh, and she has told me that now is the suitable time for it. So either way, uh, the, the reason, so the topic which we'll cover briefly today uh, is structure um, and the reason we're covering it right now is in fact uh, that my wife has she sort of phased out at the moment, so you know what do we what, what do we used to say? Potatoing. Potatoing. So we said she's potatoing, or she's on screensaver mode, or or whatever. Um, we gone from potatoing to dipped out. Yeah, dipped out. Staged. We had stage one. Oh, we did. Yeah, four. yeah, that's or true. Resting. Resting. Yeah, that's the one we normally use. Well, the one that gets you the most, especially by. Other people is potatoing. Other people say potatoing, do they? Okay. I think George and Rand said potatoing. And then he always follows up with, it's your wife, don't mind. <laughs> <I'm> like, <"I> know, <laughs> Just to let you know. I know, it's okay, I don't mind. Mm. It's an easy way to understand it. Eh? Yeah, so I think that the reason we're, we're talking now is just because uh, she's tired um, and she's potatoing. Um, and at the moment, we sort of suspect that uh, the reason it might be happening, we're not 100% confident, is simply a, a sort of the importance of structure, basically. So we found that when uh, when uh, when Z's tired, um, it used to originally be when she first got sick, it was because she was doing too much. So she was taking on new activities um, and, you know, you could only do a little bit before whatever the symptom is would kick back in. Now, though, it seems to be a case of where the routine is broken so you know she's been doing a variety of odd jobs and you know random things every single day especially over like the summer holidays so she's lost that routine that she's had before and it does seem that she, in the last couple of weeks she's been kicking out uh, a bit more frequently that's another new one kick kicking out. out she's been kicking out a bit more frequently um so i'd be interested to hear from other people if they've noticed how routine has impacted them or sort of their or their loved ones um and the interesting point really is not just because originally it was a like a build-up you know like if you were exercising you got tired you would drop off after the exercise but actually it seems like it's not so much the amount that she does more to do with what she does and what she expects to do so when she works at a higher level more routinely and she knows what's coming up and she's got something like sort of every day she's in all the time and then when she has the time to rest it's hard to know whether it's her brain saying oh good I've needed this rest and now I'm going to kick out for a bit and that's the thing we need to build up to well it's like this week I had a busy week mm. today we had let off and I put in yeah and there's not really anything on the more I put in mm. it's like you know you know you can relax and I don't know, is that a case of you need this rest time and now your body has learned to use that rest time? Or is it a case of because you know you don't need to be in, your brain has learned, just relax. So is it, is it something we need to work on, i.e. should we be avoiding, avoiding potatoing? Or is it a, a vital process by which we need to make sure that there's gaps for? Um, and I, Do and you I don't want know. to explain what potatoing means? For you, anyway. Yeah. Yeah, so potatoing for Z means... What that looked like. Yeah, what it looks like is, is broadly... Imagine, picture how it sounds <laughs> is sort of what it looks like. So, <laughs> it's 
I mean, for you, it's a, a, a semi-regressed state whereby you lack broader understanding of what the day is, sort of who you are, what age you are. Um, so what time do you have that I video? Well, listen to how you sound. But I don't know, though. To you. Ah. Yes, so in your brain, you're pro- you believe you're processing the world in a regular way. Mm. However, there's things that you do that appear, you know, you want to feel comforted more. Basically, you act in a childish way. So, you, you know, you pull childish expressions, you sound childish, you talk about childish concepts. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's immediately apparent to everyone else other than to you. So, <laughs> in your mind, you're acting completely normally. You think this is how you always act, I guess, how you always sound, what sorts of things you do, but it's not. So you will dress in more comfortable clothing, you will want to cuddle more, you're basically sort of like a more infant, you're in like an infantile state, so you're doing childish things, so you don't even talk in your normal voice. But it is my normal voice. It's not your normal voice though, because you've got recordings on this same podcast of you talking. The interesting thing is that you don't realise you sound different. Which is why when you walk and when you're tired, you'll walk badly or you'll find it more laboured or more difficult. You think you're walking normally. But you're not. (laughs) Hence why it's difficult for you to walk. So potato is where I'm bad. Yes, and and you're bad when you've, you know, degraded to this state. So you're able to do less. Yeah, you are doing well when you're not potatoing. So when you first got ill, there was like four to six months of you being out of it non-stop. Solidly. Pardon? Solidly. Solidly, yeah. And the only time you were ever non-potatoing was maybe one hour, maybe two every week or so when we got you to talk about like serious issues. So we would just sit on the sofa and I'd bring up like the worst, I try and bring up any bad event that's happened in your life. And then when you're sort of forced to, your brain kicks in. And over time, you stayed in for longer and longer. And now you're in the vast majority of the time, except when you're tired. Ergo, the importance of structure to try and keep you in. Because basically what that structure means is when you have things for which you need to be in as an adult, you're perfectly fine. So if you're with... Like, especially when we go around strangers and things like that, you'll typically kick back in more. Even if you don't kick fully back in, you will, you'll improve. There'll be levels of, like, you It will maybe be less obvious. It'll be less obvious, yeah. So um, why are they not kick back in now? Because, like because you feel safe to talk in this way. But if Which I, is weird because not a it. <laughs> yeah, but I suppose there's probably an element of, like... It's probably an element of like you wanting to make to like for people to recognize that actually you know you have bad days and and to be honest like this is what it is sort of thing for you um because you have you can be even worse than this, not much so more anymore um but when you were first ill, you were much worse than this. What do you mean as in you didn't know who you were, you didn't know who I was, you didn't know where you were. So depending on how tired you are, you're really you you really far gone. Um, so there's mixed levels of like how far Stage. down. Yeah, I, there's no like clear demarcation between them. 
Um, you just know. Yeah, it's just a case of like you're just doing particularly badly or something like that, and you can float between them within a. You know. I flipped out while I do it. Yeah, but you also know when you're going out. So when you're at your best, i.e., and nobody would know the difference, you know when you're on your way out, and you just—I mean, quite frankly—you just stop chattering on, and you just, you know, you know you're going. I do twice, apparently. Yes, and that's because like you're sort of thinking a bit more, I guess. Or maybe you're feeling more anxious or something. But you go quieter and, you know, it'll be out of... It'll not just out of character quiet, but, like, you won't really be addressing the situation sort of thing. So it stands out. Um, but the, the interesting thing for you is that you always think you're fine, regardless of what stage you're in, except when you are well and you know you're dropping off. Then you know you're going, so you'll do this hand gesture. Like rocking, like, like a rocking boat sort of thing. You know, you're like right on the edge um, before dropping off. Uh, yeah. So we don't know. We'd be interested to know from other people whether what impact structure has because we've always gone with a thing like, oh, we need to build up. We need to do. We need to build up slowly. But actually, when you have, it's not just busy events because you could be busy, but busy with things that you care about. Well, yeah, like don't you haughty. Yeah, so if you go, you know, you could be tired, but if you go spend some time doing something you value, dog's barking. If you spend some time doing things you value, then actually you're not tired in the same way. Whereby, if you're if you're having to do some work or tidy, interesting actually for you, tidying doesn't tire you out. They're not. Shut the door. Yeah. Why does how does that work then? Because well, you like to tidy. So, so if I liked it, I'm okay. Broadly, yeah. So like you like being around the horses, you know, you like uh, not our horses, I wish. No. But you have a friend who has some horses and you like to help and look after them. Um It's my horse therapy. Yeah, it's just your version sort of thing. But yeah. like you get, I think, basically, if you get a sense of satisfaction from it, if it's a positive experience for you, you tend to do okay. That doesn't mean you're not tired when you're doing it, but it doesn't degrade you any further. That was that was our original mindset. That was like, there were pro activities and there were con activities, and some were good for you, some were bad. So imagine if you, you know, you're really stressed at work sort of thing, you'd break and you'd be degraded and that would you'd struggle. Um, but now, actually, it seems more like if you have proper adult activity to do, you're more in. And then when you don't have that activity to do, you know, even if it's just like hanging out in the evening, sometimes if there's too much time or it's too random or ad hoc, you'll just be fatigued. And I don't know if it's a, the structure or what. what well, that's what they taught out in the unit. What do you have a routine? Mm. I didn't necessarily think it was <laughs> helpful, but maybe it is. Yeah, it does. Maybe the professionals who know not about AMD were correct all along. Mm, I think the, the hard thing, yeah, unsurprisingly, the hard thing is that when you're on the summer holidays, your thoughts are, okay, right, you know, now some rest. time for some rest sort of thing. And that will help. But actually, well, how do you know? Are you resting because you can rest or are you resting because you don't, you lack that? structured important activity i guess it's in it it do i need it or do i just get to do it yeah so is, is it that like, what you just say yeah so yeah sort of so is it like you know is it like drinking alcohol is it a coping strategy 
Are you kicking out because you can kick out or because you need to kick out? Well, we had that conversation about being over-excited, didn't we? Yeah, so talk about that. What was that from? I don't know. I don't know we had the conversation. Okay, <laughs> that's classic. Um, yeah, so like when you get excited or over-excited by things, you become like... you get. But like, it should be over something silly, like food. Or, well, yeah. Or like it a TV program or something. Yeah, but then typically that's like your audio sort of on the way out. So if you're getting tired, you'll oh. get more excitable about things, but in a childish way. So I just consider that excitable element to it. But there's basically what we're saying is when you get excited about topics or um, if, you know, your adrenaline's pumping, something gets your adrenaline up, uh, basically that kicks you out as well. So what you were told was... I apologise if you're listening to this and I bastardise it. But um Sorry Tortin Man. <laughs> if you if you get excited, your body doesn't recognise the difference between adrenaline caused by excitement and interest and adrenaline caused by fear and stress. Like as far as your sort of monkey brain is concerned, your body is in a heightened state and it typically responds in the way in which it's learned to respond which for like you fear. yeah which for you though is like potatoing and like sort of fuzzing out a little bit so what we've sort of got to do is introduce increasing amounts of exciting situations whereby your body has to unlearn this pattern so the pattern was oh here's fear and his stress fnd is how i deal with this problem like i phase out a little bit because but I don't the idea before I got poorly. No, before you got poorly, what you did was you just internalised it, felt terrible about yourself and got depressed. So okay. that's a possible coping strategy. And, you know, you can you can resolve that depression, therefore, by drinking or taking drugs or casual sex. You know, there's lots of coping strategies. <laughs> but your coping strategy was, because you didn't do those things, was probably just internalise it and feel terrible. So I think... Therefore, to try and go back to what I was talking about. Sorry. And no, no, well, it's me rambling on. Um, the point simply was that you know you've got your monkey brain, and your monkey brain doesn't really, it does not got your processing power of your human brain. It doesn't understand what's going on. It just feels things. So when you feel bad, your monkey brain is saying, "I don't like something," um, and when we don't listen to it. You know, we might, as a as a human, you know, cognitive brain might be thinking, oh, well, you know, I understand this bad feeling as like exam stress, for example. I know it's good, although I feel terrible right now, it's good for my long-term interest. So we're able to like rationalise this bad feeling, knowing it's good for the future. But if you had like workplace stress, mm-hmm. your monkey brain is saying, I'm stressed again. And every single day you're getting this stress. Do it learn that, that bad? Yeah, your brain, your monkey brain just feels things. And if you don't listen to your it's feelings... It's weird to think that you might have a monkey in your brain. It's just, it's not in your brain, is it? Well, you just did a monkey in your brain. No, I said monkey brain. As in, like, the sort of animal part of your brain that processes oh, well, that emotions. Wasn't Sorry, I should have made that clear. I'm pretty confident it's clear to everyone listening. But, yeah, so your monkey brain it is just... It wasn't clear to me. Pardon? It wasn't clear to me. I'm just separating everyone else who is immediately apparent to and you, because it's probably not. But that's okay, because I understand you probably just processing. So interestingly, I sort of consider this mode to be a little bit more of your monkey brain. Like somehow it's like your monkey brain's just sort of kicking out. And the and this is where I think your your smart human brain is in the background and just like normally 
my monkey brain's in the background, but is still taking everything in. I think your human brain, which is, does all the analytics and stuff, is still taking everything in. So when you're well, you'll remember important stuff that happened when you were tired because your human brain, your regular Z brain is in the background and she is experiencing everything right now. So she's looking out. Just in this time, your monkey, your, your monkey brain's taking a bit of a, a front stage, essentially. That'd be told she's sleeping. Mm, but why is she sleeping? Told she's tired. But why is she tired? Told she had a lot going on. But why has she got a lot going on? Because we haven't done much today. I don't know what she did that to. And ego. Exactly. And literally the I way... I don't know what I did that to. You are Me. her. Me. But that's the point, though. The fact is, is that you're able to differentiate between these sort of two different states between yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think you're I've the monkey. I've been here the whole time. Yeah, of course you have, because you're the monkey brain. And you just feel things. You're just driven by feelings. And you just want to feel safe and comfortable. And loved. And loved. Just like an animal. You know, you just want to feel cosy. And that's why you love the dogs, because they just make you feel loved. But you don't really think about, like, things that are going and on. And the horses. And the horses. But that's because they make you feel safe. Which is weird, because they're big, they're animals. Yeah, but you feel like, I guess you feel like they're, you're, they're on your side. Yeah. They're my friend. Yes. So either way, <laughs> monkey brain just experiences emotions. Yeah. And I would... Is that the right noise? Yes. Oh, do. So I think sometimes, again, this could just be me bastardising everything, but I think sometimes, like, your monkey brain normally just sits in the background, experiences emotions, and, you know, if we're sort of good people, we listen to our emotions and we make take action on it. But all the monkey brain's really good for is just sort of detecting things... Straight away. Danger. Yeah, so it picks up a problem, and if you don't listen to it over time, the you tor- just degrade. The Torty Man um, was telling me about something like that, mm. and I'm really sorry, Torty Man, I can't remember exactly what he said, but if you drew a picture of a stool, and it had, like, fly, fight, and freed, mm. and you had to, I think it was that. And you have to have element of all of them. But your monkey brain's more in the... Fight one? Me? I don't know. I would really clarify that. We'll come back to it. We'll back to it. <laughs> I, it makes sense in my brain. Mm. What, do you, what are you trying to say? I don't really remember. Okay. Well, either There way. was a point you were making. I wanted to follow up with something more, but I forgot what it was pathway to. That's okay. I can just repeat the same thing over and over again. Either way, broad concept, monkey brain, human brain. I think there is another brain, but we just ignore that. Computer brain? I don't know, maybe. Well, the brain is like a bit of a computer. It is. I did hear, the only reason we say that the brain is like a computer is because it's the most technologically advanced thing that we can think of, and that when we develop the next technologically advanced thing, so we used to say like the brain was like a steam engine, and you have to put fuel in it, and it's all like cogged pieces working together and then we developed computers which are much more complicated and then we said oh the brain's like a computer and then when we develop ai we'll actually say oh you know the brain is like ai really because it's all these it's not just about individual systems working together it's about all these overlapping systems working oh we yeah that makes my brain hurt yeah basically it means that we've got a really poor understanding of the brain no that's an odd thing i would be interested to know is anyone else deaf or ignorant? Mm. Oh, yeah, that would be interesting, actually. So talk, tell about brain ache. Brain ache in my brain that ached. Can you give any more details about where you feel it or when I you feel it? I can pinpoint it. Okay. I know exactly where it is, and it's not a headache. 
it's not a my dream, it's a specific feeling I do and I can pinpoint it. Where is it? And I can point it and I can only touch it. Where is it? It's moved. Okay. But it should be like right above my eyebrow, above my eye. Which side? Same side or one, one it, side? It moved. Okay, sometimes or, left, sometimes right. Yeah, or it can be right in me on my forehead, mm-hmm. or it can be behind my ear, or it can be on the base of my head. Those are like the three main places you feel yeah. it. You've always recognised and you've oh, always known... Oh, the back of my hair. Yeah. You've always known like that it is brain ache and you always certainly describe it as brain ache as well. Yeah, I'm duper aware. Mm. Certainly because you've had it so much. I think originally we were told like, oh, you know, maybe, well, I don't know if that's related to brain ache, but if there's something like you've not sort of processed well. It's the hitting of the wall. Yeah, exactly. It's you... Smashing against that obstruction in your but brain. But I don't seem to get it at point. But I dotted a little bit now. Mm. It's not big. It don't come then do it right with though. It, you, you used to get it a lot more frequently when you were doing better. So when you were out of it all the time and we would get you to talk about complex issues. So like, as you are now was the best for the first four months you ever were. So like you would do the, you'd be in this, this state maybe for like an hour or two. And then you would drop back to That even must more. have been really hard for you. Don't worry about how hard it was for me. It's about trying to get you better. Yeah, but that must be really difficult for you. Yes, I thought you were dying. Oh, that's very sad. It is very sad. Your cheese things are done as well, by the way. Okay, well, no one needed to know that. Oh, that's okay. I You're think deflecting. I think we've brought it... Unsurprisingly, deflect. a man wants to deflect away from emotions. Yes, so structure... Brain ache, its impact on people, and also a good little demonstration of how Z does when she's tired. Anything you'd like to finish on, Z? Boing flip. Boing flip. I don't know what that from. Um. I mean, I remember boing flip was bouncing things back. Oh, it was yeah. about negativity, wasn't it? Yeah, and we were boing flipping it. Yeah. Every time you feel something bad, just boing flip and bounce it away. Yeah, to practice feeling better. Exactly. And building self-esteem. Exactly. Self-esteem is really important. There's some sexism here. Sexism trigger warning. As a man, I'm just much more confident. And I just say nice things about myself all the time. And well, I, and I, I do. I, and I would like you to do the same. Because you're a much nicer and kinder person than I am. So if anyone was going to blag nice, good qualities about themselves, it really should be you. Me, we should do one on self-esteem then. You do one on self-esteem. Let us know what you would like. Because we... And talked about mifting. Mm, the world according to Jack, which is not particularly pleasant. And then <laughs> nice Zena with her thoughts, who's actually experienced things. Uh, I don't think so. I think it's an interesting collective of ideal. See, that's why you should have the good self-esteem, because you are nice. Anyway, uh, I yeah, like have a nice evening, everyone. Um, any, any questions about Z's state, uh, feel free to direct them. Because um, we can always talk, can't we? Yeah. On Twitter or, I don't know, at FND Life no. or something. <laughs> I don't know what it is. She keeps track of this stuff. Okay. Bye. Bye.